From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. And I think they kind of snuck up on me a little bit there, Fan Man. They snuck but, uh, up on you. Why did it sneak up on you? Uh, well, they kind of caught me off guard. You know, they said we're going to go, said we're going to stop, said we're going to go, said we're going to stop. You know, well, you know you've got to be on the same page. Everybody's got to be on the same page. You've no, be on I'm the just same page. <laughs> well, I'm on the same page. I'm sitting at Huntington Beach right now. Yeah. And I'm watching the U.S. Surfing Championships and all the babes. I'm having a blast down here in the sand right by the volleyball, volleyball court where all the girls are hitting the balls back and forth. Well, I just wanted to throw it out there just to say something so I can give the guys a shout out there in San Diego. They do a great job, and uh, they did not catch me off guard. I was ready to go, and they no, were you ready to go. Off guard. And That's what you did. we are ready to go. You know, ready hey, to go. And in go case ahead. somebody else is ready to go, give us a call 866 472 5788. Again, 866 472 5788. Fan Man, I, I know last week on the show uh, we talked about a number of things, and one of those things that we talked about was the baseball all star game and the home run derby. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this, man, the game, the baseball game itself, it certainly lived up to it. I mean, for it to be the last all-star game in Yankee Park, that was a hell of a game. I think it went something like 15 innings. Yeah, it was 15 innings, and the American League won. And and, and rightfully so. I, I think they played the better game, you know. And it was good to see Rivera get a chance to come in, as I talked about. He should be able to come in uh, in a position to save the game, to extend the game, give his chance, a team a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the young man who uh, who wanted to come in and actually do it himself, he almost blew the game for That's the American right. League. He almost blew the game. I, I turned it off after the ninth inning. I thought it was going to be over, and I made a mistake. So I well, that you know, that's that that's the problem. Many times in in professional sports, and it's okay to be confident. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a game of which, and Mike Dick, you know, talks about this a lot. You know, these are men that built the game. So you need to show respect for these men who have built the, these games, not just football, you know, baseball, basketball. Well, apparently hockey. I didn't show them any respect. I turned it off. Well, see, and but you're one of those fans. And, and I, I always say this. If democracy ever shows its face, it's when it comes to sports because everybody has their opinion. You can one man, one vote, one woman, one vote as well, one child, one vote as well. But you can watch the game. You can turn it off. You can spend your money on it. You can keep your money in your pocket. But it is truly your opportunity to really voice your opinion. That's exactly right. That's what this show is all about, right? Yeah, and and that's what this show is about, too. You know what, Ray? The other day I did the same thing. I was watching the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers play. And the Diamondbacks were playing so well, and it was like the seventh inning, and they were winning the game. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to the beach. I don't need to watch this anymore. Well, the Diamondbacks lost. The Dodgers (laughs) came back and beat them. I was shocked. Well, listen, we, we, we as ball players, we also are a part of that democracy, and we should play to the best of our ability out the gate. But sometimes it takes some players a little while to get warmed up, and sometimes many people miss the action because they leave. I remember when I was playing ball back in Cleveland, and we were playing the, the uh, New York Jets in the AFC playoff game, and, I mean, people left the stadium. They actually thought it was over. It we was were over, done. Yeah. We're not going to play. Well, what happened is the Jets, and, you know, it's always about managing the game. 
And you have to make sure that when you're playing, particularly in a football game, you don't leave time on the clock for a quarterback like Bernie Kosar back in that day. They had the opportunity to come back. Well, they scored too fast, and all those people left. And mm-hmm. Bernie took us down, and, of course, we scored. And then Mark Mosley came in, and Mark kicked a field goal, and we won the game. And, you know, so never give up on play. You, you, you think it's over. And many people cut off the baseball game, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. But it was just – it was long. It, it extended beyond, you know, what anybody thought it well, would. Well, the last game of the Diamondbacks and Dodgers, I mean, they were going – I mean, it was like, okay, they were, it was 4-1, four, four to one, and the Dodgers came back in the ninth inning and beat them 5-4. to four. I mean, it was an unbelievable game. Yeah. Well, listen, anyway, I like to say I just like to say one thing, Ray. I like to say hi to everybody in Tucson. All of our staff down there in Tucson are listening right now. So, hi guys. Hey, why are you sucking hi, up? Hi, Debbie. Why, why are you sucking up? What's going on here? You never I'm, I'm do just that. Sucking up. I feel like sucking up to them. It's his ass, you know. Man, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I got a. Hey, fan man. I got something to talk about. I know one guy we're going to talk about who never sucks up. That's Jeremy Shockey. Oh, Jeremy Shockey's a nice man. Oh man, Jeremy he, Shockey. He's lovely. Hey, let me say this about Jeremy Shockey. Jeremy Shockey came into the game as one of the most brash players that ever came yeah. in. To the league. And uh, he was a very good football player. Yes, he was. He got beat up a little bit. He got injured with the Giants. And, and this is something else that happens. If you're a professional athlete, that's why you want to take care of your body. You hear people using this excuse about using these, uh, you know, performance enhancement drugs or these other things. I don't know, some type of, you know, muscle recovery drugs. Listen, you just got to do the best you can to stay healthy because if you sit down and somebody steps into your seat, you may never get that position back, and, and that's what happened with Jeremy. He, they felt that he's expendable. He is now a New Orleans Saints football player. Well, you know, he's known for his uh, receiving ability more than his blocking, and he was unhappy even before the injury. And yeah, he and he was. He was, and you know what? Catch. But once he got hurt and the other guy came in, which is Kevin Boss, yes. and they went to the Super Bowl, and he's sitting on the sidelines. Well, and you're right. He was unhappy, but many times an he, unhappy he player. unhappy about something. Well, unhappy players should show the fact that, okay, I'm going to demonstrate to you how unhappy I am by my performance. And That's you exactly should look right. at my performance and you should see, a blind man would be able to see that I should be compensated more money if that's what well, he well, is indeed trying said, to do. In the locker room, it's different than it's on the field. So if he's having problem with management and he's having problem with the ownership and he has a pissy attitude about everything and he's complaining about everything, which he did, he always complained about things, even though he was a good football player. And then when he got injured, I guess this is this was this was the way to dump that big uh, contract, that thirty-one point two million dollar contract that he had that he signed in two thousand five. That's what it's all about. It's about the money. Well, it, it, it's it's about the money, but in this particular case, it also is about another athlete that who also has potential similar to yours, and this is getting potential. Shockey had done this over a, a number of years that he had performed at the highest level. The young man who stepped in for him at tight end had only done it, you know, for a season. Mm-hmm. But but hopefully, you know, Jeremy will go down with the Saints. He's got Drew Brees as a quarterback, and, uh, hey, they got some weapons down match there. there in uh, matchmaker heaven down there in New Orleans. Well, they listen, uh, on the football field, I know, you know, they got a guy down there by the name of Reggie Bush, and he needs to step it up, too. And he is going to step it up. He'll be gone. And well, I'll tell you what they they did very they did very well. You know, you remember where you know Hurricane Do Katrina came. In? They came in. You know, Hurricane Katrina that season. They did extremely well. Everybody it was an emotional team, emotional city, and you know that really fired the guys up to play some inspired football. Right. But now I think that Jeremy is a leader on the field. And one thing that happens once you get traded, or something like that happens to you, and you're moved from one team to another. 
you know, athletes, they mature real fast. And so you may see a different Jeremy Shockey this time. Yeah, than what you've seen before. 371 catches for 4,228 yards, 27 touchdowns with the Giants, and he was drafted uh, out of Miami, the 14th overall pick in 2002. Very, very good football player. Listen, to, now, speaking of that, now the speaking Giants. The Giants is a di- they're a different football team. The face of the New York Giants has changed tremendously. Michael Strahan is no longer there. Of course, you know, Kiki was not there last year. Right. But now you have Jeremy Shockey out of there. So, they, you know, I think the biggest, you know, change is I, I think their inspirational leader uh, on the field, Michael Strahan, is going to be gone. But then on the offensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball, I think Jeremy did bring – you know, some motivation to those guys. But you, now we're really going to see what kind of a leader uh, Eli Manning really is because it's all going to fall on his shoulders. Well, I think, in fact, you're 100% right. It's going to fall on the Manning to be the leader of the team, to be the captain of his ship. And that's what he asked for. I mean, we always, we've talked about this on the show many times. You know, he wanted to go into New York, didn't want to play ball in, in San, San Diego. Diego. So yeah, we went through that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so now that he's, he's going he's to get a chance to, to write that ship. And, uh, well, now he's a chance to uh, steer the ship to another Super Bowl. And I think the New York fans are probably going, what's going on with the Shockey thing? And uh, my feeling is it's great. I'm glad Shockey's gone so the Eagles don't have to deal with it. Well, one thing about it, uh, there was something else they could have done, and they What's did that? not do this, they being the uh, Giants, is that, you know, Jason Taylor, and we talked about this a while ago because of my and experience. You, you were 100% person. right on that fact. Yeah, and, and it's just, a, you know, there are some people, and we'll get to Mr. Farb later in the show, but there are some people that you would think they deserve a professional courtesy when it comes to their place of employment, but Jason Taylor didn't get that. He didn't get that. He didn't get the respect. In fact, he's well, never you know, talked. You know what? He didn't get the respect, but he also has been in the league for 11 years. You know, the fat tune is down there making changes. You know, he wants to have younger players in, and uh, he was expendable. So they said, well, let me Redskins. ask you this, fan man. Would you see, man, see, you, you see Jason Taylor excel this year with the Redskins? And I think the Redskins, uh, by acquiring him, are going to have a really good chance at the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But, fan man, let me ask you this. You know, I know the tune came in. You know, he wanted to make it his way or the highway. And I think, I really believe this. I think a lot of it had to do with that. I don't know if it was dancing on air. Dancing on that was a Philly show. Oh, dancing wasn't it? on da- dancing on TV. <laughs> yeah, that dancing on TV. <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, here's what it is. I believe the tuna wanted him to make a commitment. He wanted him to show a commitment to the team. He wanted to show some leadership. And when tuna looked in the locker room to see where the commitment to the team was. This was a person who was well, more know, interested. Hey, right. let, let me say something about dancing on TV. You know how much work it takes to do dancing no, on no, TV? No, no, no. That's not, listen, they don't famine. Famine. And this guy is basically working out with this hot chick hey. trying, to get a, trying to win the dancing on TV. Uh, man, but you're missing the point here. The point is this is a new GM who comes on, on board to get this team ready to play football. He doesn't care anything about dancing. Dancing, you know, I got run out of town because I was trying to get myself prepared for the transition after football. And the guy was like, oh, hold well, on. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. What, what was the real reason that Buddy Ryan ran you out of town and kicked your ass out? And said, get out of fi- filthy Philly. I mean, well, where, 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 well buddy, buddy, just like Tuna, hey, he came in and, you know, this, yeah, money is some of it. But also these guys are trying to get their football team together. And and the the only thing to them that's what do you important. Mean together, Jason Taylor is a great player. I mean, yeah, but really, you got it. Really, but he was. Really a, a, what player. have you done why for me they, lately? Why would they want to dump him uh, for some draft pick. Because it's what have you done for me well, lately? He did it. He's, he's done it for the ele- past eleven years for somebody else. Doesn't count. That doesn't. Hey, that listen. doesn't count. Well, no, no, that, that he did it for 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 coaches for a bunch of years, and then Buddy Ryan came in and kicked you. Well, out. that's what I'm talking about. The professional courtesy when it yeah, comes you, to you certain things. Professional courtesy. You tell me the story. It doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. 
for players, it doesn't. Oh, there's some exceptions where it may exist. You would okay. think that those guys, speaking of Jason Taylor, of course, and we're going to talk about Mr. Favre later. You would think that they have, perhaps, maybe it's almost like playing golf. You know, okay, you got a mulligan. You don't give them to everybody. Sometimes when you play in these tournaments, you got to buy them. But you know, there's the exception to the rule, and sometimes. There's a mulligan. Now, in the real game of golf, we know there is no such a thing as mulligan. But when those, you know, fantasy guys kind of get out there. Speaking of fantasy, we're going to have a fantasy guy on with us. We're going to have, you know, Eric Butts from Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports is going to yeah, be joining us later. Oh man! So we, uh, we'll have to see what the fan, uh, what people are talking about on fantasy football. See, see, it's fantasy sports and it's butts of butts. You never get too much butts, so we'll, we'll right, get to that a little bit. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. But the professional courtesy, you would think that it exists for you know at least those elite players that have accomplished enough for that team in that era. Well, you know, but when there's a change, let me finish this, fan man. Wait, gone. wait, you got to let me finish that. Okay, I'm sorry. But when there is a change. Of, of the new guard and the old guard because new managers come in uh it's not always there listen i'm sorry you hear that music we gotta take a commercial break you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world we're in phoenix living like it matters we'll be right back after this commercial break the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds Bart. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dines' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dines' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah we're back you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world 
and, and as I was saying, you know, that professional courtesy of which, you know, Jason Taylor was not shown, you know, and, and it's it's okay. Sometimes, you know, he, he certainly earned it, but they didn't give it to him. And, uh, you know, well, you, you know, got to look at My feeling is I think the fans of Washington, uh, the Redskins, are gonna get, they're going to give him a lot of respect. And I think the Redskins are going to be a really a, a tough team to deal with. And I think Miami's going to be sitting there looking at uh, Jason Taylor uh, breaking records and having a field day uh, with the Redskins. And well, good for him. I'm glad he's in D. I'm glad he's in DC. Well, one thing I think is going to be an adjustment for Jason Taylor to come up into uh, after so many years playing ball in Miami, where you know it's obviously very warm, very nice it's all humid. the time, and to go up and to play you know football, you know the majority of the season where it's going to be very cold, and to play in the uh, NFC East. Uh, you know, to play in the East is it's a very physical division to play football in. You know, to play against the Giants twice, to play against the Eagles twice, to play against the Cowboys twice. Uh, and again, you know, he's going to be playing for the Washington Redskins, the New York Giants, who who lost Michael Strahan, the number one sack leader of all time. You know, could have been in a position to take him. They didn't, and he may come back as the person that actually that haunts the Giants and prevents them from either going to the Super Bowl or, uh, you know, making it to the playoffs. But I too, I think the Redskins, uh, even though they've got a new coach this year, uh, you know, and uh, that, but I still think they have a chance. Uh, to make it into the playoffs, oh, they, they've they, got some uh, weapons. Dramatically there. improve their chances with uh, Jason coming on board there. I really do. I think the Redskins fans are in for a delightful season. Well, it, it's still. I still think, even though, and this is many times what's what's so interesting about football, particularly when you talk about parity. There finally is parity in the National Football League. You never know, you know, who's going to win what. I, I really believe well, there's that right. much you talent. But but right now, for some reason or other, even though the Giants, well, I know the reason why, but we'll, we'll just talk about this. The Giants went to the Super Bowl last year. It still looks like everybody's going to pick the Cowboys to be the elite team. As a matter of fact, I, too, think that the Cowboys should win that division. And in case they don't, and I can't believe, you know, because, you know, Randy, who is, uh, you know, my engineer here, you know, he's a huge Cowboy fan. And I'm having problems with him. I can see him in my vision now, and he's just, you know, spelling Cowboys out. It's really cowgirls, but we won't go there. No, there's, <laughs> but, there's, yeah, there's a lot of cowgirls out there, and you know they're, they're they're out there hoping and you know hoping and wishing and wishing and hoping that they get there. But you know, my feeling is they're not going to get there. They're, that team is too. You don't think the Cowboys uh, are going to make they, it to they the? They lasted up last year, and I don't think they're going to do it this year. This year, I think I think it's going to be either the Eagles, and I'm not saying that because that's my team, but I think you're a homer. Be, I think it's going to be the Eagles, or it's going to be the Redskins. Well, listen, I think you are a true fan, and, 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 and your blood is green, and I, I that's okay. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, you stepping out, me. stepping out and, and just looking at it from not my, my loyalty, and, of course, my loyalty is in Philadelphia. Half of it's Philadelphia, half Everybody of it's Cleveland. But I got to say this. I, I think the Cowboys, and, and I'm, and I'm going to say, listen, if Wade Phillips doesn't get it done, he's got to go. I mean, they've given him T.O., they put Tony Romo in there, you know, they gave him the running backs that he wanted, you know. I mean, I think they really do have everything, but I still don't think they're I, – I think there's too much dissension on that team. There's something going on. It's just e eerie to me. Now they've got they, – they, they got Adam Jones who's come in now, you know, in the secondary. I, I just think that if the Cowboys – and I'm not even going to say playoffs. If, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I'm not so sure that Jerry Jones doesn't sit down with – you know, Wade at, at the end of the season and say to him, hey, I gave you everything that you need. And plus, there's going to be a new stadium. I was just going to bring that up. They're going to put him in a brand new uh, space stadium. Yeah, that won't there. be there this year. Now, it could. Now, here, here's the thing. 
I think that stadium is going to sell out regardless who's the coach. But certainly, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, they're going to have a Super Bowl there anyway. So if they go or not, when that stadium opens, they're going to host the Super Bowl. Sure they are. But I'm sure Jerry would like to be, you know, the host team mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, the whole Super Bowl, you know, well, party yeah, facilitator. Getting off the Dallas thing and going over to the a the NFC West with uh, our our favorite team, the Arizona Tweety Birds. What do you think is going to happen to our friend Matt Leinart? Well, you know, my opinion is again, just like I think, you know, Wade, you know, Phillips is in is in the hot seat. You know, Matt is uh, Matt was under the radar when I first got here. That was a couple years ago. You know, and and Matt still has not proven to me. I mean. For years, I've talked about, well, two years, I've said to you, the edge is, you know, he's a senior citizen well, when it comes to, to a running we're back. We're talking about Matt Liner. No, but here's what I'm saying. Now I have to say to you, what? Matt Liner is competing with a senior citizen quarterback now, and he can't beat this guy out. You know, See, even my, my thing is, last year, Kurt Warner took the team 8-8, eight and eight, which was amazing in itself. But Kurt Warner, you know, has proven over and over, over and over and over, time after time, right, time after time that he can go in there and take that team to the land that they need to be. They, he can take them to the, the promised land. And I think that Wisenhunt, the coach there, made a mistake by, by naming good old Hollywood Matt, the quarterback, when he should have said, you're going to fight for this job, you're going to fight for that position because it's, it's Kurt Warner's um, job, and you got to go fight for it. And, and, and that's the way I believe, because, again, we're back to this respect issue that we're talking about with other players. Where is the respect for Kurt Warner? Where is the respect from that coach and from uh, – look at the fans of Arizona. The fans of Arizona are pissed off. I mean, Matt Leinart hasn't done a damn thing since he's been there. He's been injured. He was run off the field. Then he had a beer bong party. He's disgraced in the NFL. And you know what? Here he is, the starter. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I think that he should uh, you know work and compete for that job, and then we'll see who the better quarterback is. Well, see, that's why we've got Fan Man on the show because he gives you a perspective from a fan's emotional perspective. Well, that, and I, and that, I appreciate that, that, that. That's correct. The fans are sitting there going, "Wait a minute!" I mean, I read the blogs on on the NFL and about Arizona. They they don't want him in there. They want they weren't Kurt Warner, and Kurt Warner had played almost the whole season with the team and now has a chemistry with that team, and Matt Liner does not. Matt Liner's doing beer bong parties and partying his ass off in Scottsdale, not worried about anything. And then they go with the PR, and he's a great guy, and he's a great quarterback. He was a great quarterback or a good quarterback at USC, but you know what? He hasn't proven a damn thing in the NFL. He hasn't done anything. And I, I don't believe, Kurt, uh, I don't believe Wisenhunt made a, a good decision there. Well, in, in my, from my perspective, I think what, what Ken is doing, even when you look at the promos, They've got promos that we see here locally in the Phoenix area, which many people outside of this area don't get a chance to see. But Matt is not the face of the promos that Who's are being face? shown here. Those, he's sharing that spotlight. Kurt is in the background. And, and I think that, you know, again, Wizard Hunt wants to win. This is a man who has a Super Bowl ring. He wants another. He had a Super Bowl ring as an assistant coach. He wants to win the Super Bowl. I think he said to this to management, listen, okay, it's Kurt's job. I understand that. There are people here already when I got here in your front office that will remain here. But once I get here, give me an opportunity to take a look at these two guys competing against one another, and the best man will win the job. I believe that this year, as the season evolves, I believe if Kurt is the best man, I believe that Kurt will have the opportunity to lead that team down the field every game from whenever he wins that starting position 
And then I believe what will happen is this team then, at the end of the season, will part ways with Matt Liner. But I believe we got a caller on on the line. Um, I believe Eric is holding. Is that right? You're there? Um, Okay. Oh, oh, no, no. We, we, We do. We have our fantasy guy who is holding with us. We've got Eric Butts from Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports. And he joined us a little early. So, Eric, you're there. Hey, Ray, I'm always rather be early than late. How are you? <laughs> hey, you know, they always tell, Dick Vermeule used to always tell us, hey, when you're early, you're late. So Exactly. <laughs> Welcome so to I, the show. I figured I'd be here and ready for you when you wanted me. Hey, oh, Eric, there you fan go. man here. Hey, fan man, how are you, man? Good, good, hanging in. How are you doing in the back here in Philly? I'm doing great. Good. Camp just started in Philadelphia, so I'm doing wonderful. Wow, camp good. has started. Hey, before we go to camp, man, I understand that. I know you're going to be doing this great fantasy show here on the Voice America Network, and we welcome you. I think your show is going to start. I think the start date, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be August 21st. August 21st. And it's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific and back east. That's going to be 7 that is correct. But I understand, boy, you were living a fantasy of yours here, you know, a couple of days ago. You were at a cheerleading trial? I sure was. I actually got to go in and video record uh, the premiere event where they introduced which of the 38 beautiful Eagles cheerleaders was going to make the cover of the calendar. And I'll tell you what, hey, listen, that, that one thing about that Eagles team and Jeffrey Lurie, he, he's, he's riding the edge when it comes to, you know, <laughs> what's... Uh, PG-13 and what's, uh, you know, presentable for kids on those calendars. And it was funny, right, because they presented it as, you know, the the Eagles cheerleaders are going green. So it's all about, you know, mixing in the the Eagles being green to the environment and how all of their bathing suits were made by recycled material. All their jewelry was made from recyclable uh, material. But then when you saw what they were actually wearing, they must have recycled it from large to small (laughs) because there was not much that was covered and it was a great event to be at. Well, that's so. great. Hey, Eric, that's the best thing ever. It, it was, they you know what? They ran out of recycled material. They had to wear what they had to wear. They, they had jewelry that was made out of uh, coat hangers. They used <laughs> recycled uh, dishwashers to make jewelry. Really? So it was definitely a, a cool idea, and they pulled it off, and it was awesome. I yeah. actually got to interview the girl who won the cover, Amy, who was not only incredibly beautiful but very cool to talk to. So well, You should have had Amy on the air so we could talk to her about it. Well, I, I got her to record. You're listening to Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports. Uh, so when my show starts, you will hear Amy, and I'm hoping to be able to get her on hey, the air. I, I love the name of your show, Butts and Butts. That's great. And you, you can never get too much. What's that? Less butts and more butts. Because you can never get too much butts. That's so. right. <laughs> well, listen, hey, I appreciate that. And, and, and the listeners are the ones who, of course, bring a couple more butts, you know, to the show. And, uh, you know, which means, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. And that's hey, well, what this, we, this, you know what, Ray, we have a lot of butts listening to our show. Hey, I'm telling you, that's what this is all about. Hey, back in the day when I used to work in my family business and uh, we were doing some things with a company called Oracle. And what they always wanted to do was get butts in seats. You know, that's how you sure. <laughs> that's how they make their. Hey, tell us a little bit about the show, Eric. What are you guys going to be doing? I mean, let, I understand there are several different kinds of fantasy leagues out there. So, kind of give us a preview of what people can expect. And listen, as you know, Eric, when you hear that music, we're going to have to go to commercial break, and it's going to be coming up in a couple seconds. But just lead into that. When we go to break, I'll break us, and we'll come back. I understand. I'll start to explain to you that we have an idea to do things different than any other fantasy sports show that's out there. We're big fantasy football guys. We've been doing it together, me and my brother Jim, for 15 years. But we also believe that a lot of the people that are into fantasy sports are just 
geeks that just want to know only the stats. So we wanted to do fantasy football, but we wanted to make it a little bit of a cooler vibe than what's currently out there. So it's not our idea is to get me and my brother involved and have uh, two guests on our show each week, one from the music industry and one from the sports world. And we're going to do a really cool interactive fantasy suicide poll that's going to keep our listeners involved. Uh, we're going to let the first 300 people that send an email to butts and butts, that's B-U-T-Z-A-N-D-B-U-T-Z at gmail.com. We're going to get them involved in our interactive game, and the winner is going to get uh, free tickets to either the last season, uh, the last game of the season if it's in their town, or if it happens to be someone from Philly that wins, we're going to get them playoff tickets to the first game that the Eagles are in because the Eagles are going to make the playoffs this year. Hey, okay, now you heard it directly from Eric Butts at Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Batman. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Die, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Die, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports oh yeah we're back you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world and we've got eric butts on the line with us from butts and butts fantasy sports eric you still there 
I am still here, right? Hey, now, you, as we were going into that break, you were explaining us a little bit about, you know, your fantasy sports leagues and or this, you know, your particular show. But talk to me a little bit about this suicide fantasy. Explain to people what that's all about. You got some listeners out here are very educated when it comes to fantasy sports. There are other people out there that are, you know, in the very infant stages in terms of their learning curve. So why don't you educate people about not only the suicide but other fantasy leagues and, and how they exist? Sure. Okay. Well, even people who are familiar with fantasy sports don't really know what a fantasy suicide pool is because as far as we're concerned, we're the first ones that are doing it, and it's never happened before. Most people are familiar with what a suicide pool is. It's where, let's say, you pick a winner this week, but let's say you pick the New England Patriots to win. You now have to pick a winner next week, and for the rest of the season, you can't pick the New England Patriots. So at the end of the season, you end up picking between whether you think the 49ers or the Dolphins are going to be the team to win this week, and once you lose, you get knocked out. So how fantasy suicide is going to work is week one, you're going to pick a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a kicker. Once you pick that person, you can't pick them for the rest of the year. So you may pick Peyton Manning because he's going against the Texans as an example week one. He's He's not even going against them, but just as an, as an example. And he does nothing. Now you wasted Peyton Manning. Or you could say, I'm going to sit on LaDainian Tomlinson because in week 10 he's going against the Raiders, and then LaDainian Tomlinson gets hurt in week 8. So every week, everyone could even pick the same person in week 1, but then no one would be able to pick that person in week 2. Hey, fan, man, that sounds good, man. Exciting. What, what do you think? Who would you pick? Would you pick, uh, you know, your, your best friend in the world, Matt Liner, early on? I would pick Matt Liner. To, yeah, I think Matt Liner would do quite well. Myself. You'd have to pick him when he had the best matchup because, again, once you use Matt Liner once, you can't use him for the rest of the year. Gotcha. That was a joke. Hey, hey, let me tell you, that was a joke. He just got finished busting that guy's shot. I heard. Uh, what, what uh, a, you know, I'm just fooling around over here. Hey, Eric, let me ask you a question. Who, sure, go who, ahead, who, fan who man. Is, who are the sleeper picks for this NFL, NFL fantasy uh, upcoming season? It, it depends what position. I start out, to me, fantasy football, the most important thing about it is the running back. To me, that's the position that I always build my team around. Me and Jim have been known, if there's a league that we can play three running backs, we pretty much pick our first three picks as running backs. We run the wishbone the whole season because we're big believers that uh, you know you should build your team around the back. Hey, well, let me comment on that. You know, when he talks about sleeper, hey, you know, according to the NFL's fantasy pool, you know, fantasy league and their rankings, uh, their rankings of the players, the top four out of the top five are running backs. So it, it seems to me that, you know, fantasy sports is all geared around production. And I guess it's going to be hard to pick a running back who may be a sleeper because running backs are going to be picked all the time. But then there may be one guy that you just don't expect him to have the kind of day that he ends up having. Yeah, and the reason that that happens, Ray, is because when you think about it, each team has to draft three or four running backs. Well, there aren't that many good running backs in the league. Where if you have to pick three or four receivers – you know, everyone has at least one or two good receivers on their roster. Same thing with quarterbacks. You know, there's good quarterbacks that don't even get drafted in fantasy football because you only really need one and a backup for your one week that your star's on the bench or on the bye. Eric, I have a question for you. How many sure. people in this country you think play fantasy football? You know what? That is a good question, fan man. If you determine how many people are in how many leagues, like a lot of my buddies that I've been doing this with for the last 15 years, mm-hmm. they're in seven or eight leagues you know, themselves, and then they're partnered up with you know, people in four or five other leagues. So I would say there's probably about 
I would just be guessing, but it's got to be over 10 million fantasy football teams that are out hey guys, there. Guys, there the are pay? millions. Wait, wait, uh, hold on, Ray. What's, what's the payoff? If I join one of these fantasy football leagues and I decide to pick my team and my quarterback and running back and so on and so forth, I mean, what's the payoff if I, if I do win? It really depends. All the leagues work differently mm-hmm. uh, as to what everyone pitches in at the beginning of the year and then how, how that's split up. Uh, a lot of them you can do it just for fun or for bragging rights, like a lot of the ESPN stuff. You don't really win anything except you know maybe a little banner that they send you, but it's all rights. about where you can get your ranking up to on ESPN mm-hmm. or you know how many leagues you can say you, you, you uh, won over your career of playing fantasy football. Right, it's just a fantasy. You know, you just get a chance to, to pick a player and, and think about, wow, what it was like to, you know, to, to participate in the fact that I picked that player. I thought he was going to do well that week, and he actually did. If you remember, Fan Man, we had Ozzie Newsom on the show with us, and we had another guy who was, uh, you know, had a fantasy league out here, and we, we talked about this stuff. And I can tell you, I, you know, I, I know some of the statistics. I don't want to throw them out there because, again, we talk about sources, and I have a source who's, who's obviously let me know that this is huge for the National Football League. There, sure. are so, there are millions and millions and millions of people who participate in these fantasy leagues. And they, they are aware of that. And believe no, no, me. Let me ask you another question, Eric. Who's, who started fantasy football leagues? Who started all this? You know what? I really don't know. I bet you it was probably people out in Las Vegas that wanted to figure out a way to get more people involved in, in, the, uh, you know, in the money side of football. Right. And, Ray, you hit the nail on the head talking about someone like Ozzie Newsom because that's really how the good people approach fantasy football. The people who just get into it and dabble in it, they do it kind of how you explained in the beginning. Hey, I got this guy. Imagine you know, what it was like you know, having this guy as a player where the real people who, who play fantasy football the right way, they look at it and they want to be Ozzie Newsome. They want to run their team as if it's an organization. They don't pick someone just because they, you know, like sometimes I don't pick Eagles even though I'm a huge Eagles fan. Sometimes if the best player on the board is a Cowboy, even though it hurts me to do it, if I know that's what's going to be the best thing for my organization, that's the pick that I make. And that's really what fantasy sports is about. And Not he, just going, hey, I like this guy, or he, you know, he was on my fantasy football team last year, so I'm going to pick him. It's about putting together the right organization. Eric, one, one more question here. Do they have an, uh, a fantasy college league? They do have college fantasy they sports. Do? Okay, cool. They do. It, it, it's a little bit tougher to do, uh, you know, just because there's so many more teams to pick from. So there's, you know, there, there's different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did our first fantasy college team last year, and it was interesting. We didn't, you know, we didn't have the passion for it the way we have the passion for the let, NFL let me, fantasy. Yeah. Let me let me say one thing. What is your uh, website so you can promote yourself? My website is buttsandbutts.com. B-U-T-Z-A-N-D. Do it again. Yeah, that's okay www.butzandbutz.com. Okay, cool. It's in it, right now. It's under construction, and it'll direct you to our MySpace page. Uh, but within about three weeks, our site's going to come up. And and what's going to happen is everyone who joins our fantasy football suicide pool. We're going to have the rankings on our website. We're going to have the top ten people on our website, uh, and then you're going to be going against me and Jim every week, and then you're also going to be going against the music industry and the sports industry as a whole. What's the music industry about? Uh, I just believe that that sports and music kind of go together. All of the athletes want to rap. All of the rappers want to be athletes. 
And again, I wanted my show to be a cool vibe show, not just fantasy geek stat stuff for the entire show. Don't get me wrong. The fantasy geeks, listen, we're going to get you the good stats and the stuff you need to hear. But we're also going to, like, for instance, Fan Man, our first show is going to be a guy named uh, Biz who's an up-and-coming rapper out of North Jersey, the Bayonne area, uh, and his brother, Corey Stokes, who is a stud two-guard for the Villanova Wildcats. So they're going to come on. We're going to talk a little fantasy sports. We're going to get the stat stuff out. Then they're going to pick their individual suicide fantasy pool for that week. That sounds like a great website. And then the next week, our guests aren't going to be able to pick who Biz and his brother Corey picked in week one because the music industry and the sports world's scores are going to be cumulative throughout the year. And let me just jump in. I'm going to chime in there. And I I want to tell you this, that it has always been the desire of of many athletes to become uh, entertainers. And and very few of them have the ability. And and you know this, fan man. I guess Shaq tried to rap here. You know, Did he? A, a few weeks ago, <laughs> Is that what you call he it? was rapping, uh, rapping down Kobe Bryant, yeah. and he, well, he had his he had his police badge taken away from. Well, him. that's what that you know, rapping does a lot of that. I mean, when you, when you listen to the lyrics of a lot of rap songs, a lot of guys talk about their experience coming from their neighborhoods. They talk about you know various things they experienced throughout life, but you know it's very much tied to to who they are and and what they are, and, and it's basically a culture, and it's it's. It's one of those things that some people think is very negative, but I can tell you this, throughout the NFL league and throughout the teams in the stadiums, when you go into those stadiums, particularly in pregame warm-ups, you hear a lot of rap music. And you're talking to a guy who's not only a 15-year veteran of fantasy football, but I have been a hip-hop fan for about 25 years. So that's me. I am a fantasy football, hip-hop-loving guy, and I think I can kind of mix these two cultures together to make it just a little different of a, of a show than what's currently out there. Hey, and Batman, I think people are really going to enjoy it. You know what? I think that's a really cool idea, mixing the music with the fantasy football and, and, and pu- putting those two together. That's, that's, that, that is a great idea. Hey, Batman, why don't you join show. the league? Why don't you join the Fantasy League? Send an email. We've got so far 89 people in, and we're taking the first 300 people that send an email to buttsandbutts at gmail.com. So I would love Fan Man to be lucky number 90. Yeah, I'll be lucky number 90. I will sign up after the show. Hey, I fan, will be hey, there. Hey, because, cool. you know, Fan Man has just been, you know, I think it's been his fantasy, you know, for the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl and win. And if he's not going to win. It's going to continue to be a fantasy. It's been my fantasy <laughs> since I was a, a little kid watching the Eagles against the Raiders in 1980 with my friend who happened to be a Raiders fan who I don't think I talked to for about four months after the game. Yeah, I was so sick of Jim Plunkett. Plunkett. Uh, I hey, would well, need to play. I wouldn't even play the, the Raiders. You know, all my friends when we were growing up playing Madden always wanted to do the Eagles-Raiders matchup in, in Madden football, and I would never even do it when you could pick you know, the I don't old. like the Raiders. I don't like the Raiders fans. You know, the team has never done anything except they won a Super Bowl. And did they win anything after that? No. Nah. Pa- nah. And listen, here's what I'll say about the Raiders fans. Hey, they, they are did, passionate. Hey, guys, love they did win something after that. That's passionate about their team. I can respect it. I can admire it. But at the same time, I was so looking forward to the Bucks kicking their butt after the Bucks beat us to beat the uh, Raiders in the oh, Super yeah, Bowl. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I wanted ago. the Raiders to go down in flames. Me too. I hey, hey I have to step in. I have to step in there, guys. With their face painting on. Hey, fan man, I got to step in here and I got to correct you one thing. I got to say this. What? 
because one of my greatest football uh, guys I idolized, even though I played against him, they did win again after they beat the Eagles. Marcus Allen came in and just, you know, oh, did that's right. you are correct. Yeah. Okay. down in that Tampa Stadium. But listen, I, I also had to step in because I know it's time for a commercial break. Listen, uh, Eric, we want you to stay with us. On the other side, we're going to talk about a couple other things. We want you to stay with us. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network with the number one co-host in the world. Yeah, man. And we're in Phoenix. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLalane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lalane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lalane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lalane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Leave the bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. All right, everybody, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And, uh, you know, as a former athlete myself, I am going to show a little professional courtesy. And I'm going to say last but not least, and it's not going to be last because we're also going to you know, talk about a team over in the AFC and see if they still have a chance to do some special things. But I just want to give a professional courtesy to Brett Favre. And I, and I want, uh, you know, Eric to, to be a part of this conversation with us. Uh, fan man. So Eric, let me just give me your opinion. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a few people that I'm not sure they were all shown 
the professional courtesy that they should have been shown. But I'm going to throw some great names out there. And is Brett Favre one of those great names? Uh, you know, Joe Montana, you know, a, a, a Babe Ruth, uh, a Walter Payton, a Muhammad Ali, a Barry Bonds, a Michael Jordan, a Dr. J. You know, some Tommy people. McDonald. I, I think he's a Cal Ripken of football is what he is. He's a guy that was able to do something and play quarterback without missing a game for a stretch of time that, that most people can't go without missing a day at work if they just sit in a desk and, and work on a computer. So to me, that makes, you know, I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback ever, but to me, what he did there makes him the most amazing quarterback. You know, Eric, the thing is with the fans, and, and you got to look at it, you know, this guy, uh, you know, retired from football in January. He hung mm-hmm. up his cleats and he said goodbye. He notified management that he was retiring. The fans were all upset that he was retiring because, mm-hmm. you know, Brett Favre is the biggest cheese head of all up there. And then he comes back in uh, May or June and decides that I'm going to I want to play again. I don't think that's fair to the team, and I also um, don't think it's fair to the fans. See, I don't think it was fair to Brett Favre, fan man. I, I think what happened is the organization made Brett make no, a decision. No, no, but he retired, Eric. He said, yeah, I'm done. They, I'm finished. Man, you're they not listening. forced them because they wanted to figure out what they were doing with the draft and exactly. you know, what they were doing with the direction of the team. So you really but think what, the Packers organization forced him to retire? No, I think they forced him to give them an answer too quickly. I think if Brett would have been able to take a little bit of time to get away from the season that just happened, because you've got to understand, he's not a young guy, so his body is feeling that season. If he has 30, 60, 90 days to go, okay, I think I could come back and do this again, then I think he makes maybe a different decision than when they say, okay, the season just ended, what are you doing next year, Brett? And then I think if they make him make the decision, he goes, well, right now, I don't feel like I can come back. So that's what I think. I, I think that's a good point. Uh, that's a good point to be taken. But, you know, the, the point of the matter is now that they're in this squabble up there and the fans don't know what's going on, and I don't even think Brett Favre knows what's going on. Well, I would I say this, so certainly. I want to say that, uh, Eric, that is an excellent answer that you gave because that, that is exactly right. You know, there's no way in the world I think that he should have been forced to make that decision at that particular time because, again, you got injuries that are ling- lingering on. Even though he didn't miss any games, his body had to be beat up during so the season. You, right, so you're telling me <clears throat> that the Packers organization came down on Brett Favre and said, hey, okay, we're done for the season. We lost the game to the Giants. Now what are you going to do? That's I mean, exactly that's, right. You think that's the way it came down and he had to make a decision? Oh, yeah, that's quickly? exactly right. It was like, hey, you know, Brett, we can't. We Well, remember, now he's got some history with, you know. No, he has a contract and they have to pay him out. No, here, no, no. Here's, oh, yeah, here, yeah. here's what happens. He does not have the contract. They don't have to pay him out. What they wanted to do is they wanted to know what direction they were going to go in terms of who their quarterback was. Sure. And they wanted to know that early on so they could let Aaron Rodgers know, hey, you're the guy. You don't have to worry about this off season. You come in and prepare well, like you know you're going what? to be then, the star. Then, then Eric is 100% right because there's paid, there was paid no respect to him. They should have well, respected listen, him and said, hey, okay, you know, we want you to take two months off. Get a, go to your farm in Mississippi, wherever the hell he's from. Go, go sit on a tractor and think about this. Figure it all out. And then come back to us and let us know. But give us enough time so we can set up, the, set up for the season. No. Yeah. He, they, they kick him out, and then all of a sudden he wants to come back, and now you got this big mess. It well, is a business, so I understand that. You know, although football to us only happens for, for 17 weeks of the year, you know it better than anybody, Ray. The, the organization doesn't stop for the entire year, so they need to figure out what they're doing. But I know I run a business, and if my best employee worked for me for the amount of time that Brett Favre worked for them, I would say, listen, what do I need to do to make this right for you? Not, 
you know, we need to move the organization forward as okay, quickly again, as possible. Okay, again, what I'm saying is, Eric, they didn't pay any respect to a guy who basically played a long time in Green Bay. Yep. A, the fans loved him. He brought a lot of money into the shareholders of the Green Bay Packers organization. So yeah. why didn't they respect him? Like Ray always talks about his respect. Why didn't they respect this guy and give him a couple months to, you know, to feel his oats and find out what the hell he wants to do and then figure it all out? Well, and then the fact guys, that, that now goes, that, that goes he back. wants to play for another team, yeah. they have the, the, the gall to say that they don't want to release him because they want to protect his legacy. Like, that's exactly is, right. That, that's called no respect. That's called, that hey, no F respect. you, we don't yep. care, see you later. I mean, that, that, the, the fans have to be livid up there. Well, yeah, guys, like that's, said, what I, you know, that's the point that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to, yeah, and I, I wanted to bring up this. Listen, I think what Brett is willing to do, one thing, I, that man is a competitor, and I believe, hey, he said, listen, if you guys want me to come in and compete for the job, I can understand that, you know, but if mm-hmm. I come in and I can show you that I can still play football, sure. I still want to play football, hey, Ray, and I would uh, prefer hey, Ray, that you know I play they, football. You know what, do? You know what, you know what, you know what Brett Farr should do? Get the hell out of Green Bay and come to Philadelphia and be the backup for Donovan McNabb, and then we'll go to the Super Bowl. I don't well, think no, Brett well, here's what's going to be a backup for anybody. Yeah, well, here's what it is. Brett is going to go in. He's going to go in, and he goes in, and he's competing against Aaron Rodgers. Right now, Brett Farr is still the best quarterback, you that's know. That's correct. And that's I okay. I say you don't determine who the number one quarterback is. You bring them both into camp, and you say, let's see who's going to win the starting job as the Green Bay Packers. Eric, we have the same situation in Phoenix, the same exact situation where you have Kurt Warner, Super Bowl champion, blah, blah, you can go on and on and on. And then you have good old Matt beer-drinking Leinart out there, you know, fooling around, having a good time. And the coach of the Cardinals gives the job to Leinart when, when... when Warner played all the way through the season. I mean, it's just unbelievable how these teams operate, and there's no respect paid to these guys. Well, let me just say this, fam, man. I believe what we do have here in Arizona is we do have competition. I mean, Matt gets a chance to start the game, but Kurt many times finished those games last year until, you know, yeah, because, the, until because, hurt. because Leonard's always getting hurt. I don't, yeah. think the, I don't think the O-line likes him. Well, let me just also say this. You know, I don't know why people think that quarterback psyche is such that these guys are so fragile mentally and their egos are so fragile that they can compete. You know, you look at a game like baseball, which I think is, you know, one of the greatest sports that ever existed. If you put a starting pitcher in there and he gets knocked out the box, you take him out. He's not done. I mean, he gets to start another game, but he understands the fact that, hey, you know, my stuff isn't working today. I've never understood. You put put a change of wide receivers in. You put a running back in. You give a running back a couple different downs. I'm sorry. Guys will adjust. I have never been one to think that a quarterback, if you don't keep him in every down, he doesn't know every week that he's going to be the starter that is going to, you know, mess with his psyche. Yeah, hey, yeah, let me I tell agree, you something. If the you, guy if the, goes if down, if he, if he gets hurt, if that quarterback gets hurt, mm-hmm. that backup has to step in and be prepared. So that means that backup is always prepared to play a football game. If that backup has the opportunity to play a football game. He's not prepared. He is out of here. He doesn't get another chance. He's done. So I think backups are always ready to play. And I think if they would, you know, take that approach the way baseball does it, sometimes a guy can have a bad day. Don't let a guy throw sure. five interceptions, you know? Well, I, 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 you know, I'm a firm believer in switching the quarterbacks in and out. If he's having a bad day, they do it all the time in baseball. They do it in, they do it in other sports, basketball. If the guy's having a bad, a bad time, they take him out. Maybe he's I tired. He just doesn't have his act together. He, 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 he just doesn't have, And the same thing with the quarterback. You could actually see that when they're playing. You can see how sloppy they are. 
Michael Jordan's one of the greatest the basketball players. Sometimes certain quarterbacks, I think, can work through it, mm. and actually, you know, you're better off keeping them in the game rather than bringing someone else in and taking a chance of hurting their psyche. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's something wrong, especially when a team's got, like, a really athletic quarterback. Why not switch it up a little bit? Why not keep people on their – why not keep defenses on their toes to not know who well, they're preparing you know, for? There you go. Hey, guys, uh, we got music. We got oh. music. I know you guys don't want to stop, but I no, got to stop the show. Never want to stop talking sports, right? <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. And as always, I got to say this. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. That's what it's all about. You can take me for granted and smile.